You are listening to the Mission Matters Podcast Network, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. Welcome, welcome to the Mission Matters Podcast Network. This is Jonathan Schroyer. As you know, I'm the host of the channel Future of Service, and we always have wonderful guests from different walks of life, different careers, different professions. And today we're really honored to have Jennifer Fisher with us. She's World Strides. She's the Chief Sales Officer for Higher Education. She has a wonderful podcast of her own. I think it's a love, not lost. Is that right, Jennifer? <laughs> that's right. That's right. A, <laughs> the life you love. <laughs> oh, the life you love. There we go. The life you love. I, <laughs> I love not lost. The life you love. It's all in there. No, it's a life you love with Jennifer Fisher. It's a sales podcast. So definitely make sure you check that out. But Jennifer, do you want to introduce yourself to the audience? Absolutely. Well, first off, thank you so much for having me on here today, Jonathan. I'm very excited and honored to be here. As you've said, my name is Jennifer Fisher. I am the Chief Sales Officer at World Strides in the Higher Education Division. I have been with World Strides for nine years, but my career in higher education spans 30 years. So I definitely love higher ed. It's it's a great niche and it's a great community of people as well. So I'm um, looking forward to chatting today. Well, it's so interesting. Thank you for sharing the introduction. And I think it's so interesting as you think about higher education, it's one of those topics that has got a lot of traction over the last kind of decade, I think. It's, yeah. When I was in higher higher education 20 some odd years ago, it won't age me, I'm sure my gray hair does, but it was much different than what it is today. So it's going to be interesting to see some of your feedback and your comments. And I love that, you know, like you're in the sales area because yes. you're thinking about service, you're thinking about customers and clients from a slightly different lens and an angle than some of our other guests. So it's going to be, it's going to be great to kind of get your, your insights and your thoughts. So let's crack on with the first question, which is, Jennifer, what do you think the future of service, the future of customer experience, what does that look like from your perspective? You know, it's interesting because so much is happening with AI right now, and that's really just taking over so much. But at at the end of the day, you know, the future of service is really going to rely heavily on that human experience. Mm -hmm. That is the differentiator. And as much as AI is out there and and things are happening with AI, which is all amazing. It's the human connection. That's what's making the difference, you know, and, and so many things like AI is, is powerful, right? You can do so many programs into AI that it can do a lot of things, but at the same time, customers, you know, they are more and more increasingly mandating that services tailored to their own uniqueness and, mm-hmm. and to be able to do that, it has to be tied into that human element, which is where sales is. Like, that's exactly what, what sales is and does. Like, we have to understand the human connection. We have to understand the problem and be able to offer solutions in a unique way that's solving problems for our clients. No, I totally agree. I mean, when you said that customized experience that you're you know, you're selling or you're helping deliver value. It reminded me of an experience that like did not deliver on that. I remember we were doing an RFP. I worked for a Fortune 10 company about 20 years ago, and we got this copy and paste, you know, RFP that actually had the other client's name on it still. And 
So you, you know, you you could kind of tell that you know they didn't put a lot of effort in it, and they obviously didn't care as much about you know customizing it. And so we just kind of we moved along, right? We didn't even pay attention to it, right? Right. Because even 15, 20 years ago, clients wanted to feel like, okay, so you're interested in my business, you're interested in servicing my customers. So like like treat me like you would treat my customers, right? And so I love how you're talking about that, that customizable. Hey, yes. let's meet, let's meet people where they are. Let's customize it and help them to understand the value in a meaningful way to where they get success, right? And then let's be a partner along the way. Past it's the sales cycle isn't like the first part of the agreement. It's the entire life cycle, right? Which I know you right. know. Exactly. Um, and so it's like it's those three things. So I, I just loved how you talk about that. So when you think about like this future, this future of human engagement and humans talking to humans again and having like what we're doing here a little bit. Yep. What do you think is going to be the keystone or, or one of the differentiators that is going to really help people hone in on this? You know, I think there's, there's a few things because as, as we talk about the customer and what they're looking for, you know, basically customers want to be provided insights, you know, through data analytics you know, things that they would otherwise not not get that they wouldn't know. And you just can't have machines do that. So not only is it a matter of meeting customers where they're at, it's intelligence, right? You have to provide that value and meet them where they're at. And that is critical to that future of service. And that's what's going to set people apart. I mean, that's what's going to set a business apart when you're, you know, when you're competing, when you're building an RFP, anything like that. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting as you kind of dug into that, it reminded me of like a situation like 30 or 40 years ago, we used to make buying decisions based off the most limited information. And now consumers have become much more savvy. And they're like, actually, I want to have more information to feel comfortable with this buying decision that I made. you know, they're, it's That's no right. longer good enough. Like my neighbor said I should buy it. So I'm going to buy it. Right. I'm like, oh no, my neighbor said I should buy it. But like, what is, what do these other 55 people say? And what are the, what is the Amazon right. star <laughs> rating say? And what is, I mean, we have, you know, there's all these books, you know, they give you this information, but and sometimes it's overkill, but nonetheless, like people want to feel comfortable and they want to feel in control of their right. buying decision. Right. And so I think that that part that you bring out where you're talking about educating. That's right. Is is so important. Go ahead. That's right. And it's educating in a way because right now, you know, anyone can go online, you know, our buyers can go online and get all the information they think they need to make a decision. So what are you going to bring to the table that's different than everything else that they're reading online? And that's that's the key. And AI can't do that. That's you. That's the differentiator. I had a career coach back in, well, he's still my career coach, but it was early on in my career. And he used to always, you know, say like, emotional intelligence is about the nonverbal more than it is the verbal. Right. And so what AI can't pick up right now is that nonverbal communication, which you're in a room, you're presenting, you're talking to somebody, you can pick it up and you can, you can switch, you can customize, you can, you know, pivot, Right. The conversation, whereas obviously AI can't really do that so well. So that's a really good call. I'm super interested though, kind of delving into what you do in the higher education. What are like what are things that are most interested to either buyers or consumers in the higher education space? 
Well, you know, what, what's interesting is what, what I work on is our basically what's called, you know, study abroad programs. We handle mm-hmm. educational mm-hmm. travel and study abroad programs. And in some cases, some, you know, university administrators, it's almost like, you know, they want to think of this as a travel service here. Here's my itinerary. Let me know what you can do. And it's like, no, no, no. Like we are educational travel. Right. Mm -hmm. And so all of a sudden we're now going to be able to give you the risk assessment of a country, whether Mm -hmm. it is through, you know, what's happening now in Peru, whether it's stuff through COVID, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. that could look like, here's the risk assessment. And, you know, we need to provide information that are going to keep their students safe, whether Mm -hmm. that's housing, where they are in the city, what's happening in the city, the country, the state of affairs and the business. And that's Mm -hmm. more than just pricing out an itinerary. And so that's the level of service that, that we provide and a lot of people will sit back and say, like, well, oh, oh, I, you know, that's a good point. I didn't think about this. And well, they don't, that, that's why we're here. And, and you know, and, and I was just working with my team yesterday and really talking to them about, you know, they are the differentiators. Just because the university might email them an itinerary and say, price this out. I said, your job isn't to say, okay, go back. you know, let, let's have a conversation. Let's really dive yeah. into why are you picking this destination over this destination or what's happening here? And maybe you should think about something else. No, I think it's great. My wife, she, she did two study abroads when she was in university to Switzerland. Oh, wonderful. It, she absolutely, I mean, it formed a lot of her adult life kind of thinking, right? Amazing. And it, and it changes, it changes your thinking whenever you travel. I, I've been to 30 odd countries, you know, and I grew up uh, kind of in the deep South where like, you did, I didn't really go more than 10 miles away from my house, you know, which yes. is fine. Like, not everybody in the deep South is that way, but that's how it was when I was a kid. And, but so I didn't, I only knew like this little microcosm of the world. And then when I started to travel, I was like, oh, wait, there's like other ways to think about things yeah, and other ways to operate. And, and so like everything is not so, everything in Texas isn't the best, you know, <laughs> right. You know, so it's kind of a super educational thing for me to love that and so forth. So. Is it's so true. It's so beneficial, you know, and, and when these students come back, you like their their eyes are open, their perspectives are open. It's it's amazing. It really is wonderful. To kind of tie back to your point, it helps people then customize yeah. their, their experience to whoever they're talking to because they have a broader set of Right. experiences to work from so i think that's great so we're, we're running out of time jennifer yeah it's so, like gone so fast so so what are two things yeah. that you'd love to share with you know the podcast audience that we haven't talked about today absolutely well i would say that you know the first off is one of the things there's a book that is a fabulous book that i highly recommend from edward hess and he wrote humility is the new smart And it's really, you know, about the AI and smart machines are the future. And, you know, and there's a lot of questions about, you know, will that take over jobs in many professional sectors? Sure. But to stay relevant, we have to do things that machines can't do and Mm -hmm. genuinely engaging with others. And that's, that's really what it comes down to, right? We genuinely have to engage with others. And, and so that, that's one. And then when I think about the future of service, number two is really successful customer experience execution will require a coordinated effort between service, sales, 
marketing and other functions. It's not just one person or one division. It's the full coordinated effort throughout the customer experience. No, I love it. It's when you think about the customer, it's thinking about the entire journey and all the touch points and how you can align in around like, hey, how do we as a company become obsessed about our customers? That's right. And all the different touch points, how do we partner together around that? I really love that. That's such a good such That's a good right. Point. And so go ahead, Jennifer. No, I was just gonna say the last <laughs> thing really quick too is really what I try to talk about is with our team is you know, really tuning into what I like to call the hospitality mindset, right? Uh, of really yeah. taking care of your customers from all of those vantage points. Very cool, very cool. Well, folks, it has been such an honor to have Jennifer Fisher with us today. Jennifer, go ahead and plug your podcast one more time and also tell people where they can find you if they want to hang out with you. Wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. You can reach me. The best place to reach me is on LinkedIn. And I'm Jennifer Fisher. And you can find me under Jen Loving Sales, which is one of my favorite taglines. So Jen Loving Sales on LinkedIn. And I would love for you to tune into my podcast, A Life You Love, Sales Tips with Jennifer Fisher. I love it. I love it. A life you love. We all want to have that. Thank you That's so much, right. Jennifer. As always, folks, this is Jonathan Schroyer, the Chief CX Innovation Officer at Arise Virtual Solutions. We bring you the best guests to talk about the future of service. Until next time, serve well. This has been a Mission Matters Network production. Listen to this show and browse our entire catalog by visiting missionmatters.com.